had just parked in front of Cochrane's garden. He would have lunch with Cassandra, the same way he did every first Monday of the month, to catch up on everything and to defeat the melancholy of useless Mondays. As she was saying, in one of those little routines invented ad hoc to give herself some extra stability in her new life. For Pat, what Cassandra had in mind would always remain a mystery. Fortunately, he repeated to himself the mantra what she had in her heart was super known to everybody it made him smile that she the cynical and irreverent she had stumbled upon a love worthy of a novel, albeit a real and very strong one. But then, what is love? Licking the wounds over and over again. The heart moving outside of itself. The heart collaborating. The heart crossing. Crossing the frontiers. The brain melting. rife with the damaged voice of reality high drama the mafia cuts of commitment the gateway to sexual fireworks the need to change, to enhance reality, the need to feel close, the need to share the same lie, the mutual visions, the car crash, Hypotheses, the competing realities, love, love, 
dog. Addicts will do anything to escape the pain. There is no painkiller. In their DNA. Their brain was built on debris. Love is a pathway to escape the suffering. The game is always the same. There are rarely any winners. Only beautiful losers. And the pain is real. Reality is a player. The deadliest psychopaths have written some of the most beautiful letters. Which bit of them is real? How does that even work? The Homo sapiens era is fading out. The wise men are wandering, lonely as a cloud. The old school is on the way out. Homo fractals are the new species in town, the new breed. Definitions are dysfunctional, meaning is no longer fit for purpose. The gender problem says everything we need to know about love and reality. Our gender is a geometric pattern that is repeated at every scale and so cannot be represented by the classical male-female divide. These patterns by their very nature are on a spectrum unpredictable, chaotic, broken up, looped in the same way as a child prints his or her hands and feet all over the blank page in the nursery school. We don't even see or know ourselves in these patterns. We are all fractals. History belong to human beings. The future and the now
to the new fractals, understanding is an underling, it is the never ending and endless human story. Collaboration is dangerous and about as useful as string theory. If the realistic image is corrupted, but at the same time, collaboration is beautiful. Sometimes it is a respite from the bitter reality, but only if there is an implicit acceptance of the absurdity of it all. Suddenly, the sound of a car horn made him jump again. Pat had been engulfed in thoughts that were a little too self-referential. And a little too leaning towards a depth of convenience. Ruminations that were irresistible to him, but which he hoped came from the quantum jokes he'd had to get used to. Pat had framed his life. These past few months, backing it up with his job at the FBI. And above all, with music, which was the only thing that managed to give him any sense of perspective. Yet every time he found himself alone with Cassandra, he almost seemed to be catapulted onto that empty stage of the village theatre. Ah, if only he could have told his team's support psychologist about it. How many laughs he would have had at the dumbfounded expression under that ridiculous 19th century moustache. Perhaps the fact that Cassandra had remained steadfast in a conviction that she didn't want too many answers 
about who or what she was sent him back to that dark and hyperactive corner of his mind. A spot that he was able to keep at bay with difficulty, but which was connected to a great sense of emptiness and even more irritating, physiologically linked to his chronic gastritis. A hybrid from another dimension, witness to one of the most absurd jokes of science. He was forced to always go around with Pepto-Bismol in his pocket. And with this half-resigned smile, Pat finally decided to ring the bell. Ah, there you are. Cassandra welcomed him, radiant and enveloped in the natural light of the house, which reflected in all respects the harmony of the couple who lived there. Even Alistair Crowley had bothered to greet him with a meow of haughtiness before returning to a sunny hammock. I hope you are hungry. I've prepared the fettuccine. Pat thought that perhaps he preferred the heinous criminal version of Cassandra to that of the beautiful and happy housewife. But his stomach could soon deny it. It was just a question of being patient. And now you finally got your driver's license. Pat told her. After honouring the first forkful of pasta, Cassandra smiled at him and she began to observe him. As she used to do when she was about to say something. Inconvenient. terribly dangerous. Pat hurried to finish his plate and drink a glass of Pinot Noir without much thought of manners. Okay, spit it out, he told her. Cassandra's gaze lit up. Pat recognised that light immediately. In 
Cassandra's mime alphabet. It meant trouble. Do you know that Gareth and Ramon had to suspend the investigation about Mr. Francis? Simply because they did not find any elements. How is it you say? Hmm, plausible, right? Well, anyway, the point is, the case is officially closed, and Gareth is not happy at all, believe me. Pat sighed, and I don't understand why it turns you on so much, Pat told her, trying to play it down. Cassandra poured him more wine. Because Gareth and Carmenate would like to go ahead with the investigation. But they also want to protect me. And I can understand them. I mean, after everything Crest may have told them, they're terrified of someone else getting their hands on a case too bizarre, even for their own section of the FBI. But I think it's wrong. In short, can we really give up so soon? Understanding something, something more, even about ourselves. Pat couldn't deny and listen to her without a word. Look, I know Amy's doing a lot of private detective work, but don't you think she would like to help us figure it out more? Resumed Cassandra more calmly. Oh no. Don't even try. Right now, I work with them and for them. I couldn't and I don't want to be involved. In another madness, especially now that I feel more anchored to this timeline, to this life, Please, can we not do this? Please. Cassandra listened to him while sipping her wine. It was clear to both that it was necessary. To untie the knots of that mystery in order to live 
without anguish and without Pepto-Bismol. Pat sighed loudly and Cassandra smiled sweetly, making the surrender more digestible for him. This afternoon, we could go and see Amy, Pat told her, pulling the bottle of pink syrup from his pocket. While Alistair had touched the stereo, starting Tom Petty's Don't Come Around Here No More.